welcome to this week's episode of Inspired Writing. You're in the right place whether you're just starting on your writing journey or whether you've published a few books already. This week, we're going to talk about what authors should do before they ever, ever, ever even consider hiring an editor, because this is a question that I get a lot. Finding the right editor is really, really key to bringing your heart and soul of the project and making sure that it's on the page in the best way that you possibly, possibly can. And so a lot of people come to me and ask me how they can find an editor. And there was once upon a time, I've, I've worked with dozens of editors over the books that I've published. I've got three books out right now, and I've got two more that are written with my agent and on submission. And I became an editor because I have worked with so many tremendous editors over the years. I've also worked with some that weren't so good, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but I've worked with so many tremendous editors, and the ones that really brought my uh, project to that next level that helped me write those books that have won awards are the ones who taught me along the way. And so I want to share with you guys, and the reason I became an editor was so that I could share with writers everything that I've learned. Because I think that when you get an editor who just kind of does the mechanics of it, um, it really does your project a disservice because there's so much more that you could be learning and that's what I love to bring to the table. Um, so there's a really big difference. So the number one thing I want you to know before you ever hire an editor is why do you need one? So people talk about that all the time, like, oh, I don't have an issue with grammar. Uh, I had my mom read it. I had my cousin read it. They know what they're doing. Um, and that's great because your friends and family, when they read your book, they're going to tell you that they love it. Of course, they're going to tell you that they love it. They are so proud of you. And that's really, really important to have that support. Um, but they may not be the most experienced people in the publishing industry and know exactly how to give you that feedback that will take your book to the next level. And that's what you really, really want. So when you hire an editor, number one, even if you're terrific at grammar, I hire an editor. I work with my agent. I work with the editors at the publishing houses on my books and they find stuff all the time. Even though I'm an editor, I'm also an advanced accredited book coach with Author Accelerator. I've got tons of experience under my belt. I can't see it in my own writing. Um, one of the things that I can't see in my own writing is when I make punctuation, issue, punctuation errors um, with dialogue. And what's funny about that is, of course, I know exactly what, I mean, there's a bunch of different acceptable ways to do dialogue. And it's the number one thing, actually, that I see writers kind of messing up on in their scripts, uh, in their manuscripts. But I know what it is. But when I'm reading my own writing, I hear my character's voices in my head and they kind of get lost. I, I hear them talking and then talking back and then talking back and then talking back. And I miss the punctuation entirely because I've gone a whole page and I'm like so into the story. And they're like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be correcting that. Um, so there's things that I miss in my own manuscripts that I literally can't see. And there's some tips and tricks that I could share another day on how to find those things in your own manuscript. But you, even if you're excellent, excellent, excellent at it, a second fresh set of eyes, you have what's called the burden of knowledge in your head. So you're the author, all this world is exploding in your head, and you know exactly what's going on with your characters. And so you're reading along and it may not be on the page, but you know it in your head. And when somebody else reads it, they might be like, hey, what's going on here? And you think it's there, but it's not there. So it's really, really, really important to make sure that you get someone else to read your work and preferably somebody with experience. Because if you've got a friend or a family or somebody 
um, who is good at grammar and is interested in your book but doesn't know the industry, they can do a lot of damage and they can hurt your pride <laughs> if they do a lot of corrections, but it also might not be the right way. And so the next thing that I want you to do before you ever hire an editor is make sure that the person has experience in your genre and understands the expectations. And that's really important because um, while some editors can do all genres really well, uh, most specialize in different, in different things. So for me, I work on all children. So I work on public, um, picture books. I work on middle grade. I work on young adult. I also work on uh, adult fantasy, science fiction, and thriller. And I do a lot of nonfiction, self-help books, um, self-help books and business books and narrative memoir. And so those are the things that I know like inside and out. And I can tell you what's trendy and what's going on in the industry. I can't tell you the number of times that I've had a client come to me and say that they had a manuscript edited by somebody and they're getting lots of rejections. I say, well, let's take a look. And then I open it up and they've got all this bizarre punctuation, which is technically correct. Um, but they might have, you know, six instances of ellipses on the first page and some semicolons and some dashes and dashes and some things. And, and that just isn't what the publishing industry is expecting. So even though it might be technically correct and somebody has um, learned how to do the punctuation, you don't want to have a whole lot of noise in most genres um, because it's really distracting to the reader. I've also personally had an editor um, who worked on a young adult manuscript of mine who had done a lot of middle grade editing before and they brought it back and they've added in a whole bunch of dialogue tags because that's the expectation in middle grade um, is to for early readers to add a lot of dialogue tags to make sure that the reader knows exactly who's speaking. So they spent time through my entire manuscript adding in dialogue tags when they weren't necessarily needed and in fact in Upper YA where I um, write it's, it's not expected. Um, in fact, they're kind of annoying to the reader because the readers are at a much higher reading level. So make sure, and so the poor editor spent all this time and I had to go reject, 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 reject. And they were like, you missed all these things. And I'm like, no, I didn't miss them. That's what is the expectation of the genre. So you need to be really careful and make sure that you interview your editors. They can give you all kinds of tips and tricks if they've been around the industry for a while. They can tell you and trust your editor. Um, they can tell you, even though this is Ted, this is a phrase I use a lot. Okay, what you've done here is technically correct, but I can tell you right now that it's going to annoy um, people in the industry because it's not what's expected today. It's not on trend or it's changing or it's not the expectations. So just take it out because they will think that you haven't done your homework or haven't done your research. So when you hire an editor, the next thing that you need to do is be really clear with the editor. What do they offer? There's all kinds of different levels of editing. There's three main ones. There's subcategories within them, but the three main ones are developmental edit. So that's number one, a developmental edit. So a developmental edit is when the um, editor looks at the whole story and looks at the story arc and the characters and like whether or not it's all in the right order, whether or not your pacing is off. All of those things are part of a developmental edit. That's where I love to play because those are the really difficult things to learn. Um, so is your story there? Does it affect the readers? Do you have stakes, high stakes? Do your characters have agency? All of those things. Um, that you can only get from somebody who has a lot of experience in terms of um, 
reading a manuscript from end to end as a reader and also with the technical background to be able to tell you where it's not working. So if you were to send it to a critique partner or a beta reader that doesn't have editing experience, they might tell you it doesn't work and they might have all kinds of suggestions of how to fix it. But if you bring it to a developmental editor who has that experience, um, they might also say the same things don't work, but they'll have very relevant experience and ways and steps forward, next steps for you to be able to fix the manuscript rather than just getting the feedback that it doesn't work and some um, potential suggestions that may or may not fix the issue. So developmental edit is um, the sort of big picture stuff and I highly, highly recommend. It's kind of the Cadillac of all the edits um, where you get feedback real time and you find out, does my story even work? right? The next level of editing is copy editing. So level two is copy editing. And that's after you've got like your characters and your story and everything's kind of down. Then the editor there is looking for your style. They're looking to strengthen your writing. They're looking to make sure that your voice is consistent throughout those types of things and, and um, consistency and making sure that there's no um, errors in the timeline, those types of things. And then the last um, editing level is proofreading. And I highly recommend that you do this, obviously, before you go to uh, market or to send it out to wherever you are, whether it's publishers, agents, whether you're going independent, um, wherever you're sending it, you do need to do a proofread because you will miss those things. I highly, highly recommend doing a, a listening pass. You can train Siri um, up to, to read you your book. It might be boring, but you'll find stuff that you never will find with your eyes. Um, so make sure that you don't miss that really important step and an editor can help you with that. Now proofreading is what most people think an edit is for. So have this conversation um, with your editor before so that you're not just expecting them. There's nothing worse than me, um, somebody hiring me to do a developmental edit and I pour my heart and my soul in and I know in my heart that this book isn't quite where the author needs it to be. And I can explain to them exactly what after I've thought about it for a while and have some suggestions. I mean, they don't, that's the other thing. You don't need to take your editor's suggestions. Take it as a flag that something's incorrect and they might have suggestions for how to improve it, but you're the author. It's your book. And so how you change it, take it as a, a flag that something's wrong, that something isn't quite working for your reader. Um, look at the editor's suggestions, but if it doesn't feel right or if it doesn't fit into your world, then find out another way to do it and discuss it with your editor and be like, hey, I see what you did here. Um, I don't think that's going to work for the following reasons or whatever. I just don't think it's going to work, but here's what I was thinking. What do you think? And, and hopefully they'll be like, oh yeah, that fixes the issue as well. Um, so it's your creative project, so you never, never, never have to change it. Um, but do, do, do listen and know that it means that something's not quite working in your manuscript. Okay, so the next one is that um, you want to find out or you want to work with an editor who's got lots of references and experience. And this is important. I know that sometimes we want to support people that are just starting out. And I mean, I was just starting out at one time too. But I also had a lot of publishing under my experience. I had my own books, I've worked with lots of editors, um, I have an accreditation as a book coach. So there's a few different things there playing um, and do get references. So talk to the, your editor that you're planning to hire and ask them, what has their client experience been? How, how are they in terms of getting back to you on time? I like to book things in two week time slots. 
so that you get it back quick. And the reason that I do that is twofold. Number one is for you, because me as a writer, when I send my manuscript off into the um, off into the wonderful world of editing, if I'm waiting three or six months to get back edits, it's really, you know, I don't know when they're coming back. I don't know how much it's gonna be. Oh, not, not cost-wise, but how much work it's gonna be. I don't know what they're gonna say. And then I have to go and work on something else. I love, 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 love working with editors who get stuff back like that. Um, and so it's great because you know when it's gonna be there, you know when you're gonna get it back and you can plan for it. That's what I like, so that's what I do for my clients. But as well, um, it's also for me because for me, I hold a lot of, I'm a book coach, I'm working with you know a dozen different books at any given time, so and I edit on top of that. And so I have to hold those books in my head. And so when I dive into a project, I dive into a project and I treat those editing manuscripts as if they were my own. I might you know, think about them when I'm supposed to be sleeping or something else. And so I read through it and then I think about it and I'm like, huh, something's not quite right there. And then I think about it and then I look at all the different things that I could recommend and I spend a lot of time, but I love to time box that so that I get it done and I get it out of my head and then I can move on to the next manuscript. So twofold, two reasons that I book it in two week increments. Um, number one is for you, but number two, is for me the editor because then I can give you my best work. So talk to your editor, not all editors do that. Lots of editors, it's perfectly fine if an editor takes longer to do work, that's, that's fairly standard. Um, but just know in your heart, and some people love that. Some people don't want uh, feedback for a few months and then you can look at it with fresh eyes when it comes back. So just know what your editor's process is so that you're not anxiously waiting and wondering, are they reading it yet? Are they reading it yet? Um, are they not getting back to me because they don't like it? I mean, there's all kinds of doubt that can creep in during that time. So just be really clear on the time frames. And the last thing that you need to do before you ever, ever, ever hire an editor is take that book as far as you can on your own. And I can't stress this enough, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again with lots of context, um, but in lots of different contexts, but take your book as far as you can on your own. So don't rely on that editor to do things that you know how to do, right? If you know how to do uh, grammar and punctuation, do a pass before you send it. It is not, I mean, the editor should catch stuff, but they are not gonna catch 100%. There is not a book on the market that doesn't have a typo or two in it. It happens, or an error somewhere. Um, it happens, and editors are human, and hopefully they're using their human eyes and not you know, some kind of editing software, which doesn't catch lots of stuff. Um, but take that book as far as you can on your own. Be professional about it. Um, obviously, I, I don't mind, whatever, as long as the author has tried, um, I don't mind however the shape it's in, I will work with that writer and teach them how to move up or how to level up their writing. So I'm not saying, you know, that we're gonna judge you or anything like that, not at all, not in my editing practice, but take it as far as you can on your own because if I'm not worried about, you know, the fact that you forgot to capitalize every beginning of a sentence or something like that, um, if I'm fixing all of that, then I can't give you the feedback or if I'm distracted by that, if I'm not actually supposed to be fixing that, if I'm not doing proofread, if I'm distracted by that, then I'm not able to give you um, the time that you deserve to work on that level up. So all the things that you know, do it, okay? So <laughs> take the time, even if you have to deliver it 24 hours late because you stay up all night and you fix this one thing that you know is wrong, please do that. 
Um, because the more time that you spend getting your manuscript to where it needs to be, the better your edit is, editing experience is going to be. But again, if it's something that's difficult for you, then I'm okay with that too. I meet the writer where they're at and I will definitely teach that. So whether or not you um, hire an editor in the near future and you talk to me about it or you talk to somebody else or you are looking for a referral if it's something that I don't work on, definitely, definitely, definitely consider hiring an editor for your next project. But take these five steps, which are um, just recognizing that you need an editor and hire somebody professional. Be clear on what types of editing, whether they're doing developmental, copy edit or proofreading. Find somebody who knows your genre is number three. So knows the expectations, has experience in the publishing industry, is current. Please get somebody current, not somebody who published something 20 years ago and hasn't had any experience since because the publishing industry changes and trends, even punctuation, trends, spelling, everything changes uh, over time. And definitely what um, publishers and agents are looking for changes over time too. And so if they can, if they could share that experience with you, then you are so much further ahead. Get references. Okay, number four, get references, make sure that they have experience in the industry and take that book as far as you can on your own. Make sure that you put your heart and soul into it because a good editor will put their heart and soul into it too. I wish you all the luck on your next project. I hope you find a terrific editor that helps you bring that project to that next level and gets that book that's exploding on your mind. Make sure that that's what's actually on the page. So. If you enjoyed this video today, make sure you hop on my inspired writing email list where you'll get weekly tips on writing and writing life from yours truly. Uh, you can sign up for that wherever you're watching this video. Until next time, happy writing.